For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, I want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead. They, they are such a great partner with us. We love them so much. They provide trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. And they they are so loyal and good, and I just want to thank them. You know, we've had over 2 million downloads on our podcast since we started just over a year ago. And I haven't looked at the numbers lately. I've been too busy. Anna Craffy Pierce is my guest today. Anna, welcome to the show. Hi, Mom. And I want people to know, I've invited you back several times, and one reason is we did some shows together right before Thanksgiving, and those things had 75,000 downloads apiece. That's crazy. Yeah, over 150,000 downloads immediately, like within a week or two. And so I knew right then, okay, moms are out there looking for creative ideas for their kids, and they're, of course, I love you to pieces, but I think there's something about your personality people can relate to. <laughs> anyway, anytime I do a show with you, it just goes crazy. So I've invited Anna to help me today. We're going to be talking about spring break, and I'm calling this episode Surviving Spring Break. But we also did another partner. Uh, we do these in two pairs. And so the one that matches this set is also Staycation on the Cheap. So if you love what we're talking about, Surviving Spring Break, on this episode, Go look for Staycation on the Cheap because that's the matching set of this pair. Okay, Anna, let's talk about spring break. And I was going to begin by saying something that I wanted to remember. Now I can't remember. <laughs> I know. I know. That's so sad, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's thing okay. Is, we'll think of 10 other things we've never thought of before to make up for it. Okay. In that, but in the meantime, I don't want to forget to tell people, if you go to Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com, and download, like, sign up for my blog, our blog. You will get our templates I made, and they're my art, not Anna's, just so everyone is aware of that. But they're pretty darn cute. I was excited they're, about the way they turned they're out. so dear. And they're going to be great for Sunday school. So if you have a Sunday school class or if you have kids that are going to be at your house over the holiday, over spring break, or if you're traveling and you need something to do in the car, you are going to love these templates. And they... You cut it, you color them, cut them out, fold them up, glue them with a glue stick, and then you can put a candy bar in them. So they make a little box. It's all decorated as Bible verses on it. They, they are the cutest things. I can't wait for y'all to see them. So be sure and go and sign up for KathyCraffy.com. Okay, Anna, let's talk about spring break because, you know, I used to bite my nails going into spring break. Five days with you kids, and every one of y'all was so creative and, of course, we had a rule. Nobody ever got to say, Mom, I'm bored at my house. But that meant I had to think of stuff for y'all to do. 
Well, Anytime you, I had you were bored, I would send you to your room to clean up. There was no excuse for being bored at my house because there was always somebody's room was a mess. Uh, <laughs> you want the you want my memorized response to I'm bored from childhood? Yeah, if let's I hear said it. I'm bored, you'd say, no, we are not bored in this family. And I knew the follow-up line was going to be that um, bored just means you're not using mental discipline. <laughs> oh, that sounds just it like just, me. It just means yeah. you need more mental discipline. That's what I hear echoed in my head. Yeah, bored, um, is, bored is a synonym for lazy brain is what that is. Okay, and y'all are smart when, kids, so there's no excuse for that. I think, when I think spring break, I think two kind of completely opposite directions because – with with some moments during spring break as a kid, I was so I had so much energy because I was so excited. And so then I think of all the fun things I've done with kids over the years that involve like their full body and being outside mm-hmm. or inside, but lots of energy and yes. big. And then the other way I think of having done big things and having jumped in the water when it's too cold or been outside building whatever we were doing, being exhausted because of all the action and the people and being on vacation. And the quiet, you know, like you had mentioned that we we would probably talk some about drawing and art projects. So yes. it's kind of two different extremes when I think about spring break. I'm so activity. glad you said that because when we did the staycation episode, I forgot to mention extreme sports like extreme croquet, extreme spoons. We played an extreme version of every every extreme Simon says. Yes, every board game you can think of, we had the extreme version. I don't think I might have to do a whole blog just on that to explain what that means. But if you're interested and you hear this and you want to know more, just email me and I'll give you your own private lesson on how to make everything just, extreme. Full body the only thing about extre- The only thing about changing games is you just have to be consistent with the rules. You just pick a set of rules for your family and then yeah. you use those same, you dub them the extreme rules, the extreme version of the game. Or yeah. the the young child, you know, the kids version. <laughs> I, I love that. The whole idea that you could play uh, something like badminton or croquet and it could become an extreme sport. Full body, full room, spoons. And never you know, leave your yard. Across the room. I love that. It was so fun. Your goal is to save money on gas that week and you just don't want to even leave your yard. You want everyone to come to you. So you have extreme sports in the backyard. <laughs> Well, okay, so talk to us a little bit about moms who are raising creative kids, and maybe they're more of a linear thinker. They they don't, you know, they're creative in their mathematical way and organizational skills, but maybe it's a mom who thinks art and she thinks creativity means visual, and, and that freaks her out. So tell me a little bit about how even the most uh, unvisual person can still help their creative visual kids learn to draw. Tell me how that works. When most children at some point will bring you a piece of artwork that's on a paper. And if they're really little, it may not even be, you might not realize it's artwork till they tell you. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so it's, it's always convenient when they can talk. Yeah. Um, and, and there's the classic question that grandma or mom asks, Oh, it's beautiful. What is it? And you let them describe it because, you know, if you guess, you may or may not guess right. Um, And it's discouraging when people don't realize you've drawn a dragon when they think that you've drawn a dinosaur. If you're like my my sweet son who, you know, he if you say, are you pretending to be a dinosaur? He corrects you and tells you his full name because he's definitely who he is, even when he's pretending. Um, So but so my thought, if you're not an artist and your child brings you something creative and first, you accept it like it's a present. Even if they don't mean it for you, they're sharing something that they, they, they've made that's of themselves. 
Aww. So if you if you just greet it with enthusiasm, then they'll go make another one, and that's instantly practice, which is always good for any skill. If you do it over and over again, you will get good at it. So you don't have to have any artistic background to just greet a piece of artwork like it's a present, even if it's the millionth one. Oh, and then, that's such good advice on it. Really insightful. If you are wanting to help them, if it, if it seems like your child really is good visually or really is in love with using their fine motor skills with a pen or a pencil or a paintbrush, you know, on a piece of paper or, or using their hands to manipulate Play-Doh to make 3D objects. Oh, yeah, um, Play-Doh. That's a great one. The next, yeah, and some kids can't do 2D very well because their brain just doesn't work that way, but you give them something 3D and they're instantly engaged. But if you see that as a reoccurring theme where they're attracted to it, the next thing that you don't have to have any art background to do is to look at it and you yourself teach them to observe by noticing something you see that they're doing well. Um, and, and it can be something simple like, oh, for my two-year-old, I tell her all the time, oh, you made these lines are so beautiful. They're so curved. Look at all the curved lines. And you've done them over and over again. You're practicing. That's good work. So really, she's uh, scribbling, and you're telling her that yes. you love her curved lines that she's practicing. I'm, I'm teaching her that the, the marks, she's just making natural marks, and I'm teaching her that the marks she's making are curved. And I'm, oh. I'm teaching her that when she repeats them over and over again, you know, that, that's called practice, and that's a positive good thing. <laughs> wow. that's No wonder your kids are so awesome. I tell my friends all the time, you're a better mother than I am, and, and really your sister is too. Y'all, y'all are, and I also say y'all are better Christians than I am because you're a lot more patient with your children than I ever was. Well, you but know I, what I tell I love it. I love that idea that you look at the art and see what they're doing, and then you put the the affirmation into that of what it will become a skill they actually need in the future. Like everybody needs to know what a curve line is. Well, and, and then they can be, they know they, that you're safe. So the next time when they bring you something new, their next experiment, they're game to try the next thing they come up with because they know that you're going to look at it and see what is good and what is um, positive and constructive in what they've done. Um, and as far, mom, as far as the sweet compliment you just gave me, you know what I tell people? It's, it's the, the bookend to your compliment. I tell people how thankful I am to stand on the shoulders of, of the faith of my parents and grandparents. Um, well, okay. there's so many things that I don't have to learn because I watched you guys and it's just dear. Thank you for that. But, okay, we so, only, we only but, have about a minute before the break. So when we come back, yeah. I'm going to talk a little bit about Places you, I'm going to just run through a list right quick. Field trips with pad and pencils. You can go to art museums, farms, zoos, church buildings for architecture and stained glass, the library, and boat docks. Don't forget anything outside, like a tree, can also be architectural and can be a way of gathering nature for a little bracelet or uh, a way to help kids see what they're looking at and understand and analyze it and then put it on paper if you take your pad and pencil with you. Ani used to draw on a napkin at the restaurant. So when we come back, we're going to be talking more about how to encourage your kids. And I want to talk a little bit about art culture camp and how we taught kids what mistakes meant, Ana. So that's what we're going to do yeah. when we come back. So uh, stay I'm with us. Oh, sorry, honey. I'm pretty sure that that whole idea that we get to talk about next is why I'm an artist. Oh, great. Okay, so we're going to really explore the creative process of messing up and making mistakes. 
and what that means as far as redemption and also art. So um, stay with us because this is going to be great, and, and we have so much more to share. We really can hardly fit it in. But in the meantime, don't forget you can get those wonderful templates, printable, that you put them, print them out on your computer by just by signing up at Kathy Craffy. So we sure hope you'll do that with us. It gives us so much joy to share that kind of stuff with you and think about you being so influential and awesome in your world and among the kids and friends that you have. So stay with us. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate is the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We've been talking with Anna Craffy about, Anna Pierce, sorry, honey, Anna Anna Craffy Pierce about what to do to survive spring break with your creative kids. And I really get this because I'm a visual person. I didn't have any trouble inspiring them with art and anything that was visual. But when it came to music, I just don't get it. So I had to really enlist a lot of help when they were growing up. And and we did all kinds of interesting, fun things with music that were probably sounded like noise to everybody else. But I did my best. 
and I, but I mainly got help. So if you're a person who has creative children and they're expressing their creativity in a way that's different than the, we well, first of all, on and I, yeah, on and I believe everybody is creative because we're made in God's image and he is creative. So, but the only question then is how do you express that? And for sure, you might have kids that are expressing their creativity differently than what you were used to expressing your creativity. So, Anna, I want you to, sh- you were sharing over the, the break something that you wanted to talk about. So you start with us, okay? Well, if, you're, if your sweet kiddos are being creative visually and they're drawing or sculpting stuff, and in my case, since they're two and three, it's Play-Doh and crayons, uh, but my students are older, the, as a non-artist, the three things I would think would make you successful in parenting those kiddos is when they bring you something and it's visual and you know they put effort into it, you, you greet it like it's a gift, like it's something valuable, and then you find things in it to compliment and to call attention to the parts of it that are interesting or, and it, it doesn't, it could just be interesting to you. It doesn't have to be like the most skilled part. But if you call attention to specific details, it will encourage them to practice those things. And practice always makes you better at a skill. And and they won't even realize that's what you're telling them to do. And then the last one, and you're you're doing this yourself when you are observing their work and complimenting specific things, calling attention to specific things, that skill of observing is what makes you a good artist combined with practice. You have to really look at the world around you. And, and, and notice how things are put together and how different lines and colors relate to each other. Um, and so if you can teach your children, and if you're a scientist, you can teach a kid who's artistic because you verbally show them how things relate. And you talk to them about how bodies go together or how bugs and birds and creatures live in the same environment or whichever part of the world intrigues you, you teach your children to observe and notice those things that God made, and then they will be better equipped for whichever skill is theirs. So greet artwork like a present, compliment specific things, and teach your children to observe. Those would be my top three things. Wow, Anna, that is such good material. You just wrote the whole blog for me. That's awesome. Thank you, honey. Well, and then you said my next favorite part. I'm really excited about this. Sometimes, no matter how much you share with your kids and no matter how much they share with you, life goes wrong. And instead (laughs) of your kid bringing you a present with their artwork, they bring you something that's a little bit wonky or it has a big mark in the wrong place in their little hearts and minds, and and they're distressed Yes, because, because it's not right. And that's the word they use. It's not right. I messed up. It's wrong. And, and they, they may even be in the process of ripping it or wadding it up because of the oh, frustration yes. that goes with expectations in their head. They had expectations, a vision, and, yeah. and what they made didn't match their expectations, so it's caused frustration. That's exactly. So. I, I cannot count the number of kids over the years when we were doing all those art camps. How many kids came to me so frustrated because they didn't have the skill to draw what they had visual. They had amazing imagination and they didn't have the skill to draw it. And of course, what they didn't know is I was really teaching them history. <laughs> so I didn't even care. 
and science and music and Bible verses. And architecture and philosophy. We we put so much into the art culture camp curriculum. The the art project was just a way to get us to listen to everything else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The art was just our way of, of communicating something, you know, and grabbing their interest and hooking them into the the holistic way we wanted to teach you kids and, and all the kids in the neighborhood. So, um, wow. okay. So when they come to you and they say, I hate this, it's not what I wanted. I'm so sad. I, I'm so mad. I don't like camp. I don't like art. I, I don't like spring break. What do you say, Anna? Uh, what you said to me as a little kid, and I think it's the reason I wanted to be an artist, truthfully, because it was so freeing. You always told us that mistakes are an opportunity to be creative. Aww. essentially that that we got to be inspired, that we got to think of something we never would have thought of before in order to take what we thought was a mistake and make it be a part of the whole and make it make it right. And um, so that that was so freeing, that idea. I, I love that. You know, I'm working on this manuscript about uh, principles of communication that I learned from Jesus. And I have this story in there about my grandmother and how she was such an amazing seamstress. And so yeah. good quality fabric was always to be cherished, even if it had already been made into a garment. But she would take a garment and remake it so it was even better than the original version. Like if it was good fabric and we were tiny people, little little bitty girls, she would take a woman's garment, remake it to for us, and it would be better than the original that's awesome. It was it was so sweet the way she could do that. And I love sharing that story. There's more to it. And I, I hope that manuscript finds a publisher. So if you're a listening friend and you want to pray for us, that would be a nice prayer for us, is that my manuscript would find a publisher. But It would be, uh, so, I, it would be such a, speaking of presence, it would be such a dear thing to hold some of those stories about our family in print. That would be thrilling. I loved going with my grandmother, and I talk about this in, in one of the stories, of going in Fort Worth on the little tram that they had that took you to the big, to me, glamorous department store downtown from the pasture. And so I love talking about that and just what that meant to me as a little girl with my grandmother and what it taught me about principles in life. So I want to share those stories, but I love the way you're talking about receiving a gift of art from your children, whether it's a sculpture or a picture or just a scribble drawing from your two-year-old as you receive it as a gift. And when they don't like it, you encourage them to understand that God takes what we feel is tragedy and crisis. And and honestly, in our, in adult life, it is sometimes that, but he can remake that into something even more beautiful than it began. And, And I believe even over spring break, you can teach that principle to your children just in the way you counsel them if they're discouraged or distraught about their mistakes on their little piece of paper, you know. Isn't so, it humbling that God would let us be the picture of redemption for our children? I love that, Anna. It's I do. so humbling. Well, it's a art is a wonderful avenue to a venue to teach kids all kinds of stuff. That's just so sweet. Well, my my sweet daughter, she greets every time she has to apologize, and you know she too. So it happens a lot right now. She's really good at it. Um, she, Practice. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, I hit you. I'm sorry, whatever. You know, I didn't ask first. Whatever it is, she's apologizing for. 
And then she knows she needs to say, will you forgive me? And so she says it, and she has this little, it's like she's a little bit tense because she's waiting. And the minute you say, yes, I forgive you, she goes, okay, you know the song in um, Peter Pan, the Crow song? Yeah. Uh, In the musical. Okay, I never understood that song until my daughter. She crows. When you tell her that you forgive her, she goes this little, like this little, it's this little crowing noise. And every single time she's still alive. Redemption. She's messed up and she's put herself in that position of needing to ask for forgiveness. And every single time you say yes, she is delighted. It is, it it makes, it holds my heart accountable that I need to be more delighted when God forgives me. (laughs) I tell you what. Rather than stuck in my mistake. Those you're raising two very delightful children. They they are so filled with joy. We call we always say her children have happy feet because when you see them, they're just dance for joy. They're so glad to see us. We 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 love them so much. I'm starting to get happy feet too. <laughs> I'm too old for that because my joints won't hardly do it anymore. But oh my goodness, they fill my heart with joy. And and she is a sweetie pie as far as saying, "Will you forgive me?" It's she has practiced, I guess, enough to be good at uh, it. But yep. it, is, it is sweet, I, I got to tell you. So those are things when we take uh, art and we and maybe even I've seen you do this, where you took somebody else's art that had been thrown away and you cut it and glued it onto something else and made it into like a collage. And it's just Oh, beautiful. I've done that with kids where they're it's, frustrated, so I just let them rip it up. Yeah, and then we take all the pieces and we drew draw another picture where we just put down a solid color or whatever, something easy, and we glue all the pieces back on and make a new picture. That's really a beautiful way to redeem a piece of artwork. I love that. You make it we like a stained glass. And I'm going to toss it to you for about a two two sentence close. Anna, what's the big idea here when it comes to spending spring break, surviving it, and and really knocking it out of the ballpark? What would you say in two sentences? Well, I guess as a mom, it's, and watching you have have been my mom, the whole um, mistakes are an opportunity to be creative. It applies to motherhood too. Oh. Um, and, and you're, you know, like with my kids, I regularly mess up where I snap at them a little too fast because I'm tired because, you know, we've been together a lot or whatever. And. And those moments are some of the best moments because I get to apologize. And, and there's a certain creativity in identifying the mistake and as a parent figuring out how are you going to make it right and how are you going to change the pattern. And spring break is a really great opportunity because you're together so much. Well, that is the last minute we had. Oh, what a great way to end it. Thank you so much, Anna. This this is about art and about God's creativity, and it's also about redemption, oh, isn't it? And God Thank is you. the best parent. <laughs> he is. He is. Amen to that, sister. Okay, so don't forget you can get those marvelous templates just by signing up for our blog, and then you'll also get this great episode from Anna. And all the information that she put in here, I'll try to put a lot of it on paper so you, you won't even need your pencil since you've been listening to this podcast. Remember, <laughs> Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F-V-E, F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward, dot com. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. Oh, no. 
Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in.